This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And welcome into another edition of the Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. And Mark, it's good to be back. It is good to see your face again. I know that mm-hmm. the listeners are probably like, well, guys, you saw each other last week. But really, it has been a week since really, I've it's seen always, your face. It's always nice to see your face, Ricky. <laughs> I mean, every week, it's nice that you're here. It's nice to, to have you come mm-hmm. back. Um no, and there there was a little bit of uh, you know stuff that you had going on. You a were little, a little bit, busy. A little bit of stuff uh, flying. What I'm going to say basically cross country because we're almost across the country. Well, I from mean California. You flew from the middle of the country to, to the other the, half of the country. To the other half, which was great, by the way. However, I will say coming back to Chicago, a High or not a high seventies, a low seventies summer day mm-hmm. just was beautiful after I experiencing kind of the hot temperature of California. But California was great, and you might be wondering, well, why? But me and Brandon were at VidCon. We're glad to be back though and make this product great for you guys. And we're going to continue our previews for this season, Mark. And this is the most special preview of all. Yeah. This is the this is the division that me and you wait for because not mm. only does it have your favorite team, yep. it has my favorite team, and then it has a team that both of us love to hate. Yeah, and a uh, little change this year is breaking <laughs> tradition from the last two years. The Lions guy is not on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, no Lions guy today. We, we usually have him either on the Lions podcast or when we talk Oakland Raiders, and we didn't have Lions guy on this year mm-hmm. to talk about either of those teams. Last year, he promised us the parade, and they got it. So, I mean, yeah. that was something special for Oakland. But let's get right into it. We're going to start bottom from the top, and we're going to start with the Chicago Bears here. And mm-hmm. Some would argue top to the bottom. <laughs> top to the bottom. But, but I don't know. If you're in the mind of Mark Weber, that's yeah. how it is. But the Bears, they have basically, in my mind, gone through – a little bit of, and this is a term we love to use here in Chicago, a little bit of a retool, it looks like, mm-hmm. in the offseason. Matt Barkley gone, Hoyer gone, Alshon Jeffrey gone, Jay Cutler gone. Basically, three big quarterbacks gone. Cutler, Hoyer, Barkley. Well, let's get, let's big, just get rid of all of them. Yeah, big, big in quotes. Let's get rid of yeah. all of them. You bring in Mike Glennon, you draft Mitch Trubisky, trade up to draft Mitch Trubisky, Prince of Mukamara coming in, Quentin Demps coming yep, in, Jenkins, Sims, Marcus Wheaton coming in, Kendall, Kendall Wright coming in, two big wide receivers. And then you guys go ahead and the only re-signs that you have from NFL.com, Connor Barth and C.J. Wilson. But, Mark, I want to start this on a kind of topic that we've talked about enough, but mm-hmm. you can never talk about it enough, is your quarterback situation. Because yep. the Bears coming in to this season on paper look like a good team. The defense has been drafted well the past few years with Ryan Pace. However, injuries decimated this team a year ago. Yeah, offense and defense. But the big question for this year is going to be quarterback and who's going to be the one that is going to lead this team. Will it be Mike Glennon, who you signed this offseason, or will it be the guy who everyone's like, why do we trade up so early? Ooh, Mitch looks good. Mitch mm-hmm. looks good out there. Or who, Who's it going to be? Or... Mark Sanchez. Or Mark Sanchez. Don't forget the about roster. the butt fumble. The butt On the fumble. roster. So it's kind of shawl. Uh, <laughs> and that's important to, to mention in case you're from Chicago mm-hmm. because everybody goes, I don't know, man, that Connor Shaw guy, he looked good in that one preseason game he played. Uh, but, you know, in Chicago, it's just this constant uh, bickering about the offseason. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're paying attention to Chicago, when they uh, lost all Sean Jeffrey – the world's laughing because how could you not have re-signed Alshon Jeffrey? Well, he didn't really want to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jay Cutler, when he was gone, even after years of people criticizing him, everyone's like, oh, how could you get rid of that good quarterback? It's like, but you just said he was bad <laughs> a year ago. Then you get, uh, you know, Mike Glennon. People are thinking that's funny. And then you trade up and get Mitch Trubisky and people are like, but you signed Mike Glennon. Yeah, but you were just complaining about how Mike Glennon wasn't an answer. And that's just what Chicago is. It's Chicago makes a move. People criticize the move. Chicago makes another move. People criticize that move because of the last move. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been fun. And when it comes to this one, 
this is just kind of a, I don't think we care. I don't think a Chicago Bears fan uh, or the Chicago Bears organization really cares who is going to be the guy who does it right now. If it's Mike Lennon who's going out there and putting up good numbers, if it's Mitch, the rookie, Trubisky, coming out there and performing well, nobody's going to care who it is Mm -hmm. because this season isn't the season. No, it isn't. And the thing that I think of, and first off, it's not Mitch Trubisky. It's the Trubisket. That's his nickname. Mitchell. Yeah, the Trubisket is what I like to call him. But this, I don't know if that that nickname doesn't ring for me. I, like I don't it. know about it. I yet. like it. The Trubisket. It's it's a part of a good good wholesome breakfast. It's not like the Mike the Ginger Giraffe. Glenn, no, it's not but. the Ginger Giraffe. But <laughs> mm-hmm. a part of me feels like this season, and maybe this is me looking at it from not a Bears fan's yeah. perspective, and being from the other side of your division. I kind of feel like this is the season where it's like. Yeah, we're going to show strides, but Fox is going to be gone. Pace will bring in a guy who he'll link to Mitch Trubisky moving forward. I don't see mm-hmm. this season as, like you said, the season. I see it as whichever quarterback performs well will play because John Fox wants to keep his job. But in the end, I see the Bears being mediocre at best. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. if it's a surprise season, they're challenging for something really like a playoff spot, a wild card spot. But I really do think that this is a season where Ryan Pace, to save his own rear end, says we will move on from John Fox to I bring really in a don't, new coach. First of all, I don't think anybody's going to expect the Chicago Bears to be above uh, 500. Um, so That would yeah. be a really good season. Yeah, so you're, you're right in that kind of mediocre season land mm-hmm. uh, to below average season. So... Um, I, I don't buy into – we've had this discussion a lot. I don't mm-hmm. buy into the – this is John Fox's last year for sure. I think John Fox 100% is on the hot seat. There's no doubt about that. But I think a six-win season can save his job. Uh, if they have another three-win, you know, four-win type of season, he's probably going to get fired. Mm-hmm. But if they, they start creeping up into that six, seven, eight category, then I think he probably keeps that job. Um because, you know, then it shows that the team is reacting to him. But uh, the big thing here is just that injuries got to, for once, not be a part of a Chicago season. You know, and I say that because of the defense, the wide receivers, but really the quarterbacks, too. Because in this ideal situation, I don't really want Trubisky to have to start mm-hmm. at all. Not only anybody well, wants mean, him to start at all. You even look uh, at because of because of Glennon being there. You even look at just last year. Cutler then gets injured. Then it's like Multiple okay, times. It's, it's Brian Hoyer's turn. Brian mm-hmm. Hoyer looks good. Up oh, injured, and then Barkley comes out, and it's like, uh, we're going through this again. Where it wasn't just one position last year. Yeah, almost the entire Bear roster, wide receiver, every single the position defense. had a key injury that they yeah. had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, even actually, uh, you know, on the offensive line to start everything off early on, too. But it's just one of those one of those seasons where you just want to see some steps in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a lot of new players on the Chicago Bears roster, and that's mm-hmm. kind of been the theme lately. And, you know, you're getting pieces that stick, and a lot of it's been on defense, and there's been some on offense, but not a ton. Uh you want to hopefully start to see that switch over to the offense now of getting things to stick. You know, that wide receiver group is this just alphabet soup of names, you know, of just guys you have heard of but aren't really that successful. It's interesting because Marcus Wheaton um, was just reported on NFL.com. He told um, CSN Chicago that in the direct quote is, I think we, being the receiving core, are definitely underrated. Um, we've come in and worked to get where we want to be. We will get there, and it'll show up on the field. Like So even Marcus Wheaton Hopefully. is already saying, hey, this wide receiver core is underrated. Expect some big things from us. Well, I mean, to be fair, there's no good names. I mean, how are we going to rate well, it well? And- but, I mean, you have a guy like, you know, a guy like Kendall Wright, Wheaton, Kevin White, who's been injured forever, Cameron Meredith, who's, like, what, I think, seventh round pick. And that's the name that I was going to throw out there because— the, la- Cruz as the well. last time we talked about the Bears was mm-hmm. the um, when Randall signed with the Bears. And a lot of people in the comment section were saying, um, 
about like my not so much confidence or optimism in Cameron Meredith being a number one mm-hmm. wide receiver or even a number two wide receiver just because I think that personally on my just mind Just because you're a Redbird is, hater. Yeah, you hate the Redbirds. A, uh, he's a three at best. He's a slot receiver at best in my mind. But that's what needs to happen. Either Cameron Meredith or Kevin White, pick your pick your poison. One of those needs to step up and say, hey, I am the BMOC. I'm the big man on campus. I am going to get the job done for this team in the receiving core. I am mm-hmm. going to give... No matter who it is, Glennon, if it's Trubisky, if it does end up being Connor Shaw due to injuries, I am going to give that quarterback a prime target to where when it's third and ten, because there might be a few of them that you're dealing with, that my quarterback can look over to me and we can lock eyes and we just say in our head, we got this. Well, I'm going to get open. I mean, Meredith is a big target. He's six foot three. Mm-hmm. You know, he's two hundred pounds. He's a big target. He can be that. Um, I, I definitely don't expect him to be a slot receiver. I don't necessarily know that he's a number one wide receiver either. Uh, but, hey, pleasant surprise if it happens. So, to me, it's this Chicago Bears team is all about the defense keeping the offense in games, Jordan Howard and the run game being a force of control, mm-hmm. controlling the ball, and Mike Lennon, Trubisky, Sanchez, Shaw. Playing mistake-free football. Quarterback X just doesn't mess things up and Mm -hmm. just does enough. That's all that's being asked for. I mean, that's kind of uh, the traditional Chicago way, and I think that's what they really need to get back towards. That's what fans want to see again. Um, That's what it seems like the organization wants to be. So just do that. You know, Mitch Grabisky could turn into the next Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. Uh, I'm not saying it's happening. I'm just saying it's possible. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be today. Today, all he has to do is either learn or play mistake-free football. Well, and I think maybe this is just my mind, but when you brought up the defense, the big name that I think think of that I want to see huge improvement from, except for two games a year because you play my Vikings, is um, Pernell McPhee. Because he was one that's like, he's a key veteran on this defense, Mm -hmm. got bit by the injury bug and wasn't able to be out there. And if their Bears defense wants to be successful, he needs to be out there. Well, I mean, that's just kind of the entire Chicago Bears organization's Mm -hmm. been completely destroyed by injury. There's so many great pieces of this defense here. And when you exclude uh, in that secondary, which is still figuring things out, this is a great defense, as we always say, Ricky. On paper, Mm -hmm. the problem is it hasn't been translating, and they show flashes. They show signs of life and and the ability to turn into that next level. Um, But they got to be able to get pressure on quarterbacks better, and they have to improve the secondary. If they can do those two things, this team, you know, can win games because this defense will keep them close. Well, and the secondary should be improved because you guys you would did add a Makamura and Demps mm-hmm. to that kind of secondary. I know that a lot of people come after the draft were like, why didn't we add another prime safety, either whether it was at Adams was the guy, but either there were some on the Malik Hooker train as well. But I think that I think that there are some Bear fans that are like, okay, Adrian Amos, show us what you got this year again. Quentin Demps, a nice addition from Houston. Amaka Mora on the other side of Kyle Fuller right now. And to me, I'm going to ask you because you're the Bear fan, mm-hmm. is Kyle Fuller kind of on a little bit of a like rocky situation oh, because of sure. everything last year of – was he hurt? Could he come back? Did he not want to come back? Did the coaching staff say he couldn't come back? It was kind of a hearsay thing when it came to even his injury last year. Well, the problem with Kyle Fuller is really just the fact that he's he had a lot of promise uh, and a lot of expectations, mm-hmm. um, and it just really didn't work out. I mean, that's pretty much what it's been. It's just he has underperformed what he should be, and he still has potential. He still could turn it up and, and start to perform better. I mean, he's in Vic Fangio's defense. You can't mm-hmm. ask for a better place to be. Yeah, uh, He hasn't put what you'd expect from him so far. I think that he's kind of in that prove-it year of if you're not getting it done, you are getting replaced. Um, 
But we'll see what happens. It's not like there's a ton of other options on the roster for the Chicago Bears. Any last things? You being the Bears fan, I'll let you kind of be the one. Any things that we did not hit mm-hmm. before we move over to the best team in this division, my Minnesota Vikings? Well, I don't know about best because <laughs> a certain Thursday in April, one of these teams was number two overall. So I think the Chicago Bears are doing pretty damn good. Uh it really comes down to seeing the continued progression, um, and the team needs to perform better defensively because that's where the strength is. And Jordan Howard, I mean, the guy's a monster. Mm-hmm. I know people are so concerned about him in fantasy because he's probably going to go really high, and he probably shouldn't go really high. Um, but the strengths of this team, that offensive line, especially the interior uh, of it, and then this kind of front seven defense, that's really where it's at. If everybody else can just perform at a fairly adequate average level, that's going to be good enough to get you to that six, seven, eight. No one in the world is expecting the Chicago. Oh, I shouldn't say that. There are people <laughs> in Chicago who expect a lot. Super Bowl, Super Bears, Super man. Bowl. Hey, they're going 16 and 0 this year. <laughs> uh, or my favorite perfect season, 18 and 1. But um, Ooh, was, that a, was that a slap at the uh, New England Patriots? Was that a that's, a, that's a Sean slap. Was right that a there. stab at the New England Patriots? I'm sorry, Sean. He's. <laughs> I'm sure he's upset. Don't worry. Uh, he will get the same opportunity when we talk about the Patriots while you're on your honeymoon. Exactly. <laughs> and it just comes down to this for the Chicago Bears. Get that 6, 7, 8. Mm-hmm. Show that things are going in the right direction. One more draft to restock. And then you can compete for a division. Then you can try mm-hmm. and get into the playoffs. Uh and start to make your splash. Well, and this is where we're going to now turn the discussion on to you guys. Let us know down below in the description. Bears fans, what are you guys expecting from your team this year? And what are kind of the big storylines that you guys are thinking about coming into this season? Let us know down below in the comment section. But Mark, now it's time to move on into the next team we are previewing. And honestly, it's the best team in this division. I mean, we talked about your Bears because, yeah, they... They, they were the lowest in the division, but now it's time to talk about talk the about big the dogs. Talk about the Bears again. <laughs> time to talk about the big dogs, and that is my Minnesota Vikings heading mm-hmm. into this year. And, Mark, this isn't going to be a uh, a really good preview because uh, this is the first preview yeah. that I have done as mm-hmm. a Vikings fan um, that will not contain Adrian Peterson as a part of my Vikings. Which some this would is the say, first one. Some would say that's a good thing. Yeah, some would say it's a good thing. For me, it's all I've known for, mm-hmm. I want to say, what, that was my junior year, senior year of high school that uh, we drafted him? I want to say it was my junior year that we drafted um, AP. But the Vikings, it's the running back position that we're going to start with. AP out the door. They got two coming in. They got Latavius Murray mm-hmm. from free agency in the Oakland Raiders. They also have Delvin Cook, and he's coming from Florida State in the draft. And to me, this is going to be the most important position. Well, second most important position heading into this division. The other one that most important is probably going to be wide receiver because really we've got Theline and Diggs as one, too. But Laquan Treadwell, are we going to see him actually be on the field this Mm -hmm. year because he didn't play in his rookie campaign? Also, Michael Floyd coming in. How is he going to fit into this? But, Super Bowl champion yeah, Michael Super, Floyd. I'm sorry. Put some respect on that name. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl champion Michael Floyd. But I want to start with the running backs. AP out obviously leaves a big hole. However, with if it was just Latavius Murray we didn't draft Dalvin Cook, Vikings fans should feel confident that we do have an answer at the running back position. I, even, I feel like even just saying that. Like, I'm just slapping Latavius across the face without mm-hmm. even meaning it. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, we just talked about the Chicago Bears. Uh, first of all, I do want to say that I can think of five more important positions for your Minnesota Vikings. Than wide receiver um, and running back? Yes, the entire offensive line. True. Uh, but, you know, we just talked about the Bears who signed a quarterback and mm-hmm. then traded up for another quarterback. The uh, Minnesota Vikings, they have Murray, and but they also traded up for a running back mm-hmm. in the draft with Cook. Uh, I do like seeing that Murray saying, hey, you know what? That just inspires me to work harder, and I'm going to win the job. I'm going to win the competition. Uh, because he's looking at it as 
a competition as he should. He should look at it as a competition because I think um, Zimmer's going to have it be pretty open. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can win. Uh, now, obviously, Minnesota football has been so used to that great run game. Last We've year, never had it was to worry about terrible. It. We've um, never had to worry about it until last year when it was awful. Well, he got injured. And it was off. Yeah. It was the worst running game in the NFL. Uh, that's not 100% the running back's fault. Mm-hmm. You had no offensive line. Literally, there were cardboard cutouts of <laughs> offensive linemen out there. Uh, um, the jokes. And <laughs> that's just, that's just, I like that, Ricky. Oh, the jokes. And then the inner tears coming out. <laughs> uh, but anyways, you know, if this offensive line is better, which it has to be, right? Uh, if this offensive line is better this coming year, then that run game will become better. And that is going to be the thing that leads to continued success with Sam Bradford. Because Sam Bradford is this quarterback now after, of course, Teddy Bridgewater. We all know he's not in existence anymore because uh, of injury. Um, we're hoping. We're hoping. Mm, I don't know. Now that, that's a bru- that's some brutal hoping. injuries. Uh, anyways... And Sam Bradford's an injury-prone quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he proved us all wrong last year, and he lasted the whole season. So, good for him. Bold prediction by me. I called it. Yeah, you did. Um, and <laughs> and as surprising with as bad as that offensive line was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, the he needs this offensive line and this running game to be successful. Because when this team fell apart last year, the defense couldn't continue carrying them. And Sam Bradford kind of started off extremely hot and then came back down to earth a little bit. Um, But he needs to be complimented because he is that kind of, I'm going to play mistake-free football. We're going to dink and dunk our way up, and I'll make sure that we're there, but we need to be kept in the game by the defense and the running game. Well, and that's like it was, I mean, with AP, he got injured. You can't say it was really his injury because he got injured week two. I still remember watching that Green Bay game where it's like, great, we're opening a new stadium, everyone's excited, and Adrian Peterson got injured. Great. That is a huge hamper to our first day in the new stadium. But when you start the year off 5-0, we just had so much, not hype, but, like, we were excited. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know what, maybe, like, we can do, like, Sam Bradford, wow, winning us some games. But But I I would say hype's pretty appropriate. But then we kind of hit the... You lose to the Eagles. You lose to the Bears on the road. An overtime loss to Detroit. A six-point loss at Washington. It seemed like ever since the bye, mm-hmm. things just fell off the wagon. And you kind of had that you, you kind of had that thought of like, yeah, you know what? Can the defense really hold like and after that week five win, like there was one of those games either week four or week five. I kind of sat there and I went. Can the defense continue to carry us? Can mm-hmm. the defense be the driving force? And to they have carry been us? for so long. But it's like once the key P, once the levy broke, mm-hmm. it's like we couldn't stop it. We didn't have the offense to say, well, now it's all on the offense. Yeah. Because of, like you said, dink dunk down the field, yeah. don't make mistakes. And that's where I think that this season, and he's not going to be the main one I look at, but a guy that I look at. Laquan Treadwell has to be that guy. He needs to play. He needs to be that guy where it's like, you know what? We drafted you because in college you were a big play threat. And your quarterback could go to you. We need you to be that for us because Feline had to do that last year. He had to. And, I mean, I picked him up in fantasy only because he was that guy. And Stefan Diggs is our true number one. But – Laquan Treadwell needs to be. We need the three-man wide receiver front of Theline Diggs mm-hmm. and Laquan Treadwell. He needs to be a part of the equation. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Sam Bradford is going to give you a perfectly average passing game, two above-average passing game. You know, he's not going to light it up. You need that compliment. We talked about how the defense has, you know, carried this team for a while now. Mm-hmm. They had the for- good fortune of Adrian Peterson being around for that and having such a successful run game. I, I will take the same, like, identical numbers to last season. I'd take them again. Just just over 30. For Sam Bradford? Yeah, just okay. over 3,800 passing yards. 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. Well, yeah. A I mean, touchdown if, to INT ratio of four to one. I'll take that all day. Well, of course. But I mean, 
that's only going to get you so far on its own. Obviously, mm-hmm. if he has that run game there with him, which then all of a sudden we're looking at a playoff Which team. hopefully Latavius Murray can be the one, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook can be the two, and we can have a one-two punch in the backfield when it comes to the run game this year. Because yeah. I look at last year, Latavius Murray also had a quarterback that did what? Took care of the football. Mm-hmm. Like Derek Carr, there's a reason why he is now the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Because the dude's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And very different than Sam Bradford. So it'll yeah. be fun to watch that difference. I mean, with the Raiders, they are more big play ability That's down a the gun field right with there, their yeah. with their two Crabtree and Cooper on mm-hmm. the outside. But I still think even in a dink and dunk offense, the Latavius Murray paired up with a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over can be successful. It's just, can we block for him? Yep. Can we block? Can we create holes That's what it comes for down him to. so that he can get through those holes and eventually those big plays mm-hmm. that we saw in Oakland? Because it really comes down to this. If you look at this team mm-hmm. and this defense will get you to the playoffs. Sam Bradford could get you to the playoffs because he's not going to make mistakes. It's that giant question mark of offensive line. I'm going to put the run game as a question mark, even though it should be better than last Mm -hmm. year, obviously. But for now, we don't know yet. Because it's an unknown. Exactly. So they get the question mark. They have what they need to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have to see how it goes. Because five games in, everybody thought, hey, man, this team's winning the division. And then it fell apart I thought we were going to the playoffs for sure. You thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. I, You know what? After going Mm 5-0, I... We even had a segment. Can they win? Like, are yep. they really Super Bowl worthy? And then what happened? And then they didn't. Apparently, do we much killed it at all. But I mean, even looking at the schedule, and I know that I'm going to be the one for MVP to give the predictions. No, I think I'll do it this year. <laughs> Mark's going to do it this year. Oh, in sixteen. Uh, but I look at the schedule, and there are games where I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's too hard. And then I look at it and go, I don't like the schedule at all. And I mean, mm-hmm. the beginning's kind of tricky to me. Because the first game's going to be emotionally filled. You get AP coming home. Of course, AP's going to want to beat you. And now he's got Drew Brees to try to help him. At Pittsburgh, will be tough. Tampa Bay is a team that was so close They're to making the playoffs sure. in their own. Are they going to take a step up? Every team in the division, this, this NFC North could be a black and blue division this year. If the Bears kind of show what they are on paper... If the Vikings can show what they are on paper, if everyone just plays like they are on paper and then the Packers stay the Packers, this could be one of the most competitive and fun divisions to watch this year. Um, But then I just see teams like Baltimore, the Redskins, you have the NFC champions from last year, Atlanta, in Atlanta, Carolina's hoping to take a step up. This div- this Vikings team is going to have to do some work yeah. if they want to earn wins on the schedule this year. Yeah, it's it's definitely not easy. Um, but you know, Minnesota was an eight and eight team last year. I see two two like for sure wins at Cleveland and then home against the Rams. That's it. Hey, it's the brighter days in Cleveland. Let's <laughs> calm down for a second. It's a brighter shade of orange. But you know, it's an eight and eight team last year. Mm-hmm. They are not a bad team. Um, and I think people, people want to forget about them, even though everyone was just high on them not too mm-hmm. long ago. People will get high on the Minnesota Vikings again this year because they'll probably come out pretty strong. Um, you know, they have a tough beginning to the schedule, but I still think they can come out strong. So those, I don't fir- know. those first six, maybe seven games could be tough. Oh, for sure. Could be the the bear the bears and lions are kind of why I say those, could well those be. are divisional games yeah. so uh, and you're gonna have to go to Chicago for one of those Monday games so you too. do have some tough matchups mm-hmm. you know it really is gonna come down to that offensive line for me because like I said and I and I know this makes you nervous Ricky but Sam Bradford is an injury prone quarterback it was kind of a miracle he didn't get hurt last last year, year could have been a uh, fluke yeah exactly. It's possible. Mm-hmm. He needs to stay healthy. The run game needs to produce well. Um, so, who knows? It's kind of funny with how both of these teams so far, the main thing... Well, with the Bears, it was more relevant with this one, but mm-hmm. in both previews, we've kind of mentioned injuries being the, A, hey, if this team can stay healthy, yeah. they should be able to do good things. And with the Vikings, 
They're a team, like you said, eight and eight last year. But they're a team to where this year you can say if you pick them to win the division, you wouldn't be too crazy in saying that. Only a little crazy. And the thing that I mean I'll say about Sam Bradford that might be more important is contract year. This is going to be a contract year for Sam Bradford. So are we going to see him play up a little bit Mm -hmm. because of the fact that, hey— I'm playing for a new contract, and whether Sam it be with Bradford, the Vikings or someone else. That man's got a lot of cash. Yeah, he's gotten paid a lot in his career. He was was he the last quarterback he was the last to cash one. in on the uh yep. before they went to the rookie deal? And that's kinda of why everybody has always been so critical of Sam Bradford, because he was that mm-hmm. last quarterback to cash in. Because he cashed in on it and then didn't live and the, up to that type of the money. big thing for Sam Bradford really is the fact that, you know, if it if maybe Teddy Bridgewater comes back or something, he's applying for jobs for all 32 teams, essentially. Mm-hmm. you know, He really does need to put up a big performance because, like I said, Teddy Bridgewater could come back, and I don't know where Minnesota's loyalties are going to be. Um, so he definitely wants to put up and get paid. You know what's funny? This is from the 19th, but I just typed Teddy Bridgewater into mm-hmm. um, Google News and from CS, CBSSports.com. Vikings Teddy Bridgewater return return this season not ruled out. So there's even a possibility that he's thinking, hey, I might be returning this yeah. year. Well, which, he knows that his job's in jeopardy because if, of Sam Bradford. If he's able to if if Teddy Bridgewater is able to get back to form and get back to playing ability, I mean Maybe this is me speaking before injury, Teddy, but I'd take Teddy over Sam Bradford. I would take, because Teddy, besides this one injury, mm-hmm. doesn't have the same injury history Yeah, as but he's Sam a lot Bradford. younger, though. He is a lot younger. But also, coming back from this injury, you don't know how it's going to affect him moving forward. And if when he does get back to playing football, if he gets back to playing football, how will that affect him on the field? And what type of quarterback will he be Post injury, post leg injury, but yeah. any any things that you think we missed on the Vikings? Um, no, I mean this team should be good, so that's really what it comes down for them. It's just the uh, show it. It's about time you show it. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. Running back situation, wide receiver situation. What do you think? How Sam Bradford's going to play this year? Let us know down below in the comment section. And, Mark, now we're going to move on into the two teams in this division that actually made the playoffs, and this will be the Detroit Lions. This is a team coming in that, before I ask my first question, I'll get through the arrivals that they got. All right. They got Darren Fells coming in, DJ Hayden, Jordan Hill, TJ Lang, Akeem Spence. They've got Ricky Wagner coming in. The thing I want to start with this team, because they have their core pieces still there. 9-7. and seven, Make the playoffs, get spanked by the Seahawks. Yeah, that's right. I said spanked because you lost. Is this a team that this year is ready to either take the next step and take the division from the Green Bay Packers? Or is this a team that, hey, we are going to be a solid wild card team and you better not underestimate us coming into that first game? Is this that year for the Lions? More importantly, can Matthew Stafford be that guy? to lead them to that kind of a season to where we actually take. Cause I even told you before we hit record, I feel like the lions each and every year. I'm like, ah, the lions aren't going to be that good. What? Wait, they made the playoffs. What? Yeah. I feel like that every single year. Well, here's the thing for, for the lions. I mean, they have a great, uh, passing game. Uh, their mm-hmm. defense is good. The running game was not that great last year. Uh, not very good at all. Really. Um, but they have good pieces for a running game. Uh, so they have once again on paper a lot going for them. But is then, this the is this the NFC on paper decision? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but they you know they went and they got some nice pieces to their uh, to their defense through the draft. I'm mm-hmm. happy to see some of that. Uh, I love Tabor. I love Davis. So I think those can be really good additions. And those for them. are two that can contribute right away. Yes, can, can contribute this season. You know, the uh, Detroit Lions were 9-7 last year, and the Green Bay Packers were 10-6 mm-hmm. last year. 
only a game away from being able to take this division. So you asked the and question the Vikings, of— And the Vikings are only two games behind the— the Packers and one behind the Lions. You just got to throw us in there, too. And if you only look at the first five <laughs> games, the Vikings won the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Vikings come the Lombardi They were trophy. number one. Um, so, you know, this team is able to take that mm-hmm. next step and win the division. Uh, Matthew Stafford's a phenomenal quarterback. Golden Tate proved that he can get it done even without Calvin Johnson. Uh, you definitely have some... some um, Basically, what I'm going to say is that Sam uh, – sorry, Sam Bradford. I'm thinking about your Vikings. Matthew Stafford is that quarterback who can get it done with lesser guys. That was the mm-hmm. big question without Calvin Johnson, but he went out and he proved last year that, you know what? It doesn't matter if I have Megatron out there or not. I am still going to put up elite numbers. I am still going to prove that I am one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, even if he's underloved most of the time, uh, and rightfully so here in Mm -hmm. Chicago. But anyways, (laughs) um, this team, yeah, I I totally think they have the ability to take that next step forward and take it from Green Bay. The hard thing is just that Green Bay has – they have it on a death grip. I'll I'll say this. For the Lions, if you want to win the division – you have to beat the division winner. And that is, I just look at last year as the sample size. At Green Bay, you lose 34-27. Last game of the season, at home, you lose 31-24. Like, and I know some of you might be thinking, well, Ricky, don't forget, we did have their number in the one game. Aaron Rodgers just had a Hail Mary. Like, this Lions team just has not had luck playing the Packers. No. It's like the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers come to town, and no matter what the Lions do— Well, the Detroit Lions just have bad luck anyways. Whatever they do, Big Brother always wins in the Mm -hmm. end. It's kind of like I'm thinking in my head and the analogy, and I can't think of— You know what? I kind of want to say it's like Coyote and Roadrunner where the Lions are constantly trying to catch the division, basically, which is the Packers. They're trying to catch the division, and every time they think they have it and they think they've beaten the Packers, boom, they get an anvil to the head. Boom, they get blown up by dynamite, and it just blows up in their face. Each Mm -hmm. and every time they play the Packers, they don't seem to have the number consistently figured out against Green Bay. However, you look at this Lions team— they went from week nine to week 14, one, two, three, four, five wins. I had to make sure I was counting them right because there was a bye week in there. Five straight wins, beating your Bears, beating my Vikings twice. And before those last three those last three games, we're thinking, man, if this team can win even one or two of these, they can be a 10-win team. They can be a 12-win team if they yeah. win them all. Lose to the Giants, lose to the Cowboys, lose to the Packers. All the real teams three in that stretch. Playoff teams yeah. they lose to. So this year, I think mm-hmm. the Lions, and it's going to be hard because I feel like each team in this division didn't get a like didn't get any gifts when it came to the scheduling. Unless you're thinking of the Browns as your only gift, but they got a hard six games of the season too. Arizona. They're a team where it's like, yeah, they sucked last year, but are they going to pick it up this year? The Giants, good team last year. Now they had Brandon Marshall. They just got better. Atlanta Falcons, I don't expect them to take a step back. Vikings at Minnesota, that's going to be a tough one. Carolina, are they going to come back to what they were two years years ago? And then you got the Saints. Oh, wait, they just added not only is that game on the road, they had Adrian Peterson – a running back who knows how to play you, who is used to seeing you, that's their first six games to start the season. So for me, the Lions, it's not just about beating Green Bay, but I think this team, more than any other team in this division, will need a hot start, will need a great start, or else the season might be like the or it could be like the Vikings, where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we lost six games, but then we turned it on after that, and we were decent. But if you lose your first six games, not saying they will, just saying if, pretty much a death sentence. Well, especially because you talk about the six game, but the next two games are the Steelers and then at Green Bay. It's not like it gets any those, easier. And if those are must-win situations, ugh. Yeah. I mean, your first eight weeks are tough as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, our first eight games here. So... 
it's going to be tough for Detroit, but they are a good team and they can get it done. You know, they can go out there. Unfortunately, last year, you know, uh, this team didn't give up a ton of points last year, Mm -hmm. but the issue was that they, you know, were able to lose some of those key games that they really needed. You know, you mentioned the three playoff teams of the Cowboys, of the Giants, and the Packers, uh, and the, the Packers twice, really. And it was just when it mattered, the Lions couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone in the comment section is going to make a joke of, well, that's the Detroit Lions. When it matters, <laughs> they don't get it done. Uh, and I mentioned them having terrible luck, but, you know, that's unfortunately part of it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is much too lucky with those with those uh, Hail Marys. Um, but, you know, he kind of deserves it with that Seattle game. So whatever. Uh, anyways, it's, it's just unfortunate for the Lions. If everything says... You should think, like, the Lions should be a favorite. There's so much that's been going well for them and been in their favor for a Mm -hmm. long time now. They just don't get it done when it matters. And they're one of those teams where I feel like for a lot of people, they are that, hey, I've been believing it, and I keep getting proven wrong. I'll believe it when I see it now. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to say that based off of what you just said, the thing that pops into my mind is... Chicago Cubs of the NFL, where it's like, hey, you know what? Lovable losers. We'll win it one year, right? Mm-hmm. One year it'll be our year, right? And the Cubs also had kind of what the Lions are going through now in the late 2000s. I remember 2008. I know this is off of the Lions a little bit, but I'll get back to my next point with the Lions. But 2008, I thought that Cub team was going to go to the World Series. Got swept in the first round by, I want to say, the Diamondbacks or the Dodgers. That's what it was, the Dodgers. Kind of like maybe this year where the Seattle Seahawks just completely blew them out of the water and they didn't stand a chance in that game. One question I have coming in about this team, of course it's the offensive side because that's the kind of person, what kind of mind I have, is the running back position. Right now on ourlads.com, Amir Abdullah is listed as the number one. Will it be him? Will it be Theo Riddick? Could it be Zach Zenner? Or could it be a guy who right now is listed as the fullback but was a running back for my team last year, Mike, and, yeah, Matt Asiata. Almost Mm -hmm. call him Mike Asiata. Matt Asiata. Well, I really don't think there is a uh, not quarterback. There is not a running back number one here. It's gonna be a committee. Yeah, it's gonna be a committee because they have a lot of guys and they also who have, have skill. Washington. Yeah, they have a lot of guys who have skill. They have a lot of guys who can get it done, but they don't necessarily have that one guy that's proven that mm-hmm. he can take over. And you know what? You don't need it because your guys who can take over are Matthew Stafford and his wide receivers. So sure, you want to have better uh, output out of your running game than last year, which was not very good. Um, but you should be able to do that pretty easily. Uh, one of the big things that I would hope to see is, you know, for this team to just go out there and just light it up. That's what we want to see out of the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of throwing it back to the Megatron area, being able to just throw it right over you. You know, I would love to see Matthew Stafford go out there and just completely take things over because this team... I know it's kind of a really simplified stat, but they gave up more points total than Mm -hmm. they scored last year, and that's not how you win games. We're going to start a new thing, and by new thing, this will probably be the only team that I ask you this question for all preview, but I want you to finish this statement. Are you ready? All right. The Lions win the Super Bowl if blank. The Lions will win the Super Bowl if their defense and their run game step it up. They have a good defense, but their defense needs to, well, really their defense needs to uh, stop other teams, sure, but needs mm-hmm. to produce points on their own as mm-hmm. well. And this te- defense can be a score-generating defense, and then this run game can complement this already really good passing attack. Yeah, they can totally win a, win. A lot of games. I don't necessarily want to say Super Bowl because I don't want to make a bold Ricky claim here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they can totally be in the competition to get into and possibly win a Super Bowl. I'm going to say this. The Lions win the Super Bowl if Matthew Stafford has an MVP-like season. 
I think this is a team that, yeah, you know what? Golden Tate's great. Marvin Jones is good. But to me, neither of those guys are – they're not the sexy pick. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. they're not valuable. It's just they're not the sexy guy to have there. The running backs, I look at it and I go, nobody – in my mind, nobody is stepping up. If this offense wants to do anything, if they're going to get to the Super Bowl, they want to win it. Matthew Stafford has to be unleashed. And, and has he to was, have MVP he was in Matthew a, Stafford. Uh, he was a dark horse MVP candidate mm-hmm. for a while last season. Maybe tone down the inners. I know he only had 10 interceptions, but if he could do what he – and I know this is going to be hard. Do what you do and take the ball deep, but maybe have more of a touchdown to INT – as a Sam Bradford, like a 22 or 24 to 5 touchdown to INT, then then that could be, that's my statement. And I think that this Lions team, if they want to do anything this year, yeah, the defense has got to be good because they've got a good defense on paper. But on the offense, Matthew Stafford has to be MVP Stafford if they want to do anything this season of not just being like, we went to the playoffs and lost. Mm-hmm. Well, I just look at last year, you know, when, when you're talking about teams that can win the shootout, you expect Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. to be the guy who can win the shootout. Uh, but you just look at, you know, how many sco- points they scored versus how many points they let it up. scored, and they give up more points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matthew Stafford can turn it up, but he needs that support. Well, and this is where we're going to turn the conversation on to you guys. Let us know down below. What do you guys think for the Lions? How are they going to do this year? What are some big uh, like big positives for this team, negatives for this team heading into the 2017 season? Let us know down below in the comment section. But Mark, it is now time to end the podcast and we're going to end the podcast with the division champs from last year, the Green Bay Packers. I I, I get sick sick talking about this team. So, like, you were saying, mm-hmm. and this is Packer fans are going to hate us for a second, but you were saying that you would give up the Bears never winning a Super Bowl mm-hmm. if the Packers were just abysmal yeah, for I, most of it. And, and that, that's what it comes down to. Because we have seen, <laughs> and to preface this, this came from uh, just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, Brett Favre to, to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and how lucky that has been to have two of the best quarterbacks in NFL Don't history back to back. Yeah, but I mean, that's not my lifetime. <laughs> um, so, and just to sit there and watch that, and I said, you mm-hmm. know what? I would be willing to never see my team, the Chicago Bears, win a Super Bowl, and maybe maybe Packers fans will agree with that. Uh, if the Packers were just abysmal for like two decades, like Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I'm saying just or like, like Cleveland Browns. Yeah, just bad. absolutely <laughs> terrible. Also, possibly willing to see them be kind of Buffalo Bills esque of get to five Super Bowls and lose them. Just lose everything. Get to the Super Bowl, lose. In an embarrassing fashion, um, the five falls, I, the I frozen would, tundra. I would be the willing five to falls consider of the tundra. That's what it is. The five if, falls if I knew the that tundra. the Packers would be terrible, if I could sell my football soul mm-hmm. to the football devil here <laughs> uh, for the Packers to be terrible, I might be willing to do it. Kind of like how Dan Marino tried to do it uh, in Little Nicky. Yeah, exactly. But we we have bantered enough Green Bay Packer fans. So like, come on, who guys, all, get to the preview. Green Bay Packers says who all left. This is a team last year NFC champion or NFC championship game runner up. They lose to the Super Bowl runner-up in the Atlanta Falcons. And I kind of wanted to start off like, oh, can they get back? However, I look at this team's free agency. Jared Cook is gone. Micah Hyde is gone. Donta Jones is gone. Eddie Lacy has gone. Julius Jardinaire Peppers is gone. TJ Lang is gone. And all they brought in was Martellus Bennett and Devon House. Only two free agents from... The NFL.com free agent tracker. Now, Martellus Bennett. Super Bowl champion. Bear fans might be saying, well, how could you do this to us, Martellus? It's not surprising. How could you do this to us and go to Green Bay? But I will go ahead and ask the question anyways. Can this Green Bay team not only get back to the NFC championship game, but is this team a Super Bowl contender 
in 2017-2018. Well, yes, because they're the Green Bay Packers. Um, <laughs> they're always going Short to be... Short answer, long answer. Yeah, they're always going to be a contender for the mm-hmm. NFC Championship, for the division, for the for the uh, Super Bowl. Because Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's because, it really is because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you start mentioning guys who left, and I say, yeah, it doesn't matter. They still have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> until Aaron Rodgers is gone... Those are some big losses, though. Until Aaron Rodgers is gone, it nothing else matters. Because... Aaron Rodgers will will this team to victory. Even if he has to throw a Hail Mary at the last minute. We just talked about it last mm-hmm. segment. Uh, he will get it done. As long as it's not against the Seahawks. Then those Hail Marys don't go his way. But he will get it done when he needs to. And he's got great weapons in Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Martellus Bennett. Uh, Ty Montgomery, I know you do mm-hmm. not believe in him. I like I, I like him. You know what? I This season, I want to see if last year was a fluke. And want, you know what? I want odds to see, are it probably was. I want to see if like it was it. just like a, wow, no one knew what to expect from Ty Montgomery because it was a wide receiver moving over the running back. Now that we have some tape on him and a full offseason to prep, how are we going to do mm-hmm. it? It's kind of like I always compare it to like the Wildcat. Wildcat was highly successful yeah, it was fun when time. it first came out. And then people were like, wait, we have tape and we can stop this. And then they stopped it. Yep. So part of me is and like, I mean, I'm, it's the mobile quarterback thing. Every time they come into too. the NFL and last for a year yeah, or two, that too. Part of me is like, you know what? Let's see how he does this season mm-hmm. because no one had really seen him as a running back coming into last season because he was a wide receiver. But part of me with Aaron Rodgers, I kind of think it's kind of the Drew Brees syndrome where. It's almost like it doesn't matter who he has out there. He'll just make anyone better. Because I bet you if you put Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Devonta Adams on almost any other team in the NFL, they are not as good as they would be with Aaron Rodgers on the mm-hmm. Packers. Well, of course. I mean, you're playing with, like I said, one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. I mean, mm-hmm. the current best quarterback, uh, at least talent and skill-wise, Except in the Tom NFL. Brady. Talent and skill-wise in the <laughs> NFL. Sorry, Tom. You ain't got nothing on Aaron Rodgers when it comes to talent and skill. Uh, but, you know, you you mentioned the running back position. So interesting to see them draft three running backs in the mm-hmm. NFL. Now, of course, two, two of them were very late in the NFL draft. Yeah. Uh, but they're a team that knows where they need to get better. I mean, they know that this passing game isn't going to get much better. It's one of the best in the NFL. They can score more points than almost anybody. This defense is, you know, it's a fairly average defense. The run game, once again, just fairly average. Mm -hmm. They know that they need to improve that. The defense, I mean, obviously it can get better and it should get better. Uh but there are good pieces to the defense. You know, I don't want to completely discredit the Packers' defense here. Um, if Aaron Rodgers, I always go back to this. When they won a Super Bowl, yes, Aaron Rodgers was a big part of the reason why. But a big thing that we were talking about was a out of nowhere, this run game shows up that the Packers had. And that yep. Packers' defense was good when they won that Super Bowl. So that's what they need to re. Uh, get back into, and I I like to criticize McCarthy as much as possible, Um, although this one's not really his fault. But this team needs to go out there, and if anyone watches the onside kick on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. you know I don't like Ted Thompson. No, Uh, you don't. But this team needs to invest in that defense. They need to invest in the run game because that's when they've been so successful. And the interesting thing about the run game that you bring up is not only did they lose Eddie Lacy this offseason, mm-hmm. but what I found so interesting is March 23rd, they re-signed Christine Michael to a one-year contract. At the draft, they draft three running backs, and then shortly after they say, well, okay, Christine, you're waived. Yeah. And they just waive him. And now he's on the IR with the Indianapolis Colts, but... Even that was something where they were like, yeah, we lost Eddie Lacy. We're not too – I know we just re-signed Christine Michael, but we're not too fond of him. Like there's no one on this, maybe unless it's Ty Montgomery is the only one, but it's where mm-hmm. this running back committee is like, yeah, you know what, we don't have the guy. Well, I do think that they believe in Ty Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I, I do definitely believe they do, and I believe in Ty Montgomery as well. I think he can produce. Um, based on what I see. Now, I do, of course, have to have that little asterisk there of mm-hmm. 
but I would like to see more proof. I would like to see one more season. I wonder um, if there was an actual, like, I'll use this example. If Latavius uh-huh. Murray this offseason or Adrian Peterson was like, yeah, I want to come play for the Packers, they would say, well, Ty, you're either a wide receiver or you're the second running back. Take your pick. Yeah, because well, there's no way they, you say there's no way you say well yeah we'll bring you in but mm-hmm. you're behind Ty Montgomery. Well, I mean I don't think anyone would even try and say that. I don't mm-hmm. know why that needs to even really be said. But Ty Montgomery last year wanted midseason his number to get changed mm-hmm. because he fully is committing. I am a running back now, um, and whether that will be a long term success for him or not, time will tell. We'll see. But. Uh, he wants to be a running back. Even if they brought in, let's say, Adrian Peterson or something mm-hmm. like that, I think he still would have been a running back. He would have just been the second running back. Um, they do believe in him, and they're just getting some guys because they need compliments to that. Uh, man can't get it done all by himself, but he was kind of a late surprise as well for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Unfortunately for all those teams that thought, yeah, Green Bay's got nothing. You know, They got no running backs. We're going to be fine. We don't need to defend the run, and then Tommy Montgomery shows up. Really fucked my team over, <laughs> is yeah. what I'm saying for the Bears game. Well, and I mean, the thing I look at, and I'm going back to the schedule uh-huh. here, they have a, to me, I know it's not as tough as some other teams, like the Lions, I said their first six games. This Packer team has two tough games to start the season. They're playing at home against Seattle, and then they're on the road against Atlanta again. Yep. Like, this is a team, and then Cincinnati. But those are two good vengeance games for Green Bay. They play Seattle hard. Vengeance games, but those are games that I could see maybe Mm -hmm. being losses. It's everything after that. Cincinnati should probably be a win. The Bears, unless the Bears show up and be, like, amazing this year. 16-0, baby. Should be a win. I mean, Dallas on the road will be tough. I hope that Minnesota on the road would be tough. I think that this could be the only team... The Packers are the only team in this division right now coming into 2017 that I look at and go, you have some tough opponents because let's be honest, the all these teams that we've been talking about have a similar schedule. They play similar opponents with a few mixed out here or there. Yep. They are the only team I look at the schedule and go, they can overcome it. There's no reason why, like, well, like, like I mean, those, they're one of the better teams in the NFL. Like so, yeah. those first two, you say, I go, ah, well, they could be losses, could be losses. This is the first team we've mm-hmm. said for that, and I think if the Packers are going to do anything this season, they have to win those revenge games. They have to win Seattle. They got to win Atlanta. They got to beat the Steelers. They have to beat. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They can't let these teams that would be playoff teams beat them in any way. Yeah. And part of me feels like for Green Bay, the regular season is just going to be a ride, and we'll see what they do come mm-hmm. playoff time. Because last year we saw great game against the – well, was it a great game against the Giants or just Odell Beckham imploding? And then they went up against the Falcons, and the Falcons blew them out of the water. Like that game – wasn't even fun to watch. I mean, it was fun for, like, Brandon, Dave, and Sean, who were around me, because Bears fans watching the Packers get blown out is amazing. But for me, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I hate the Packers, but, like, this game's not fun. There's no, like, competitive. I think the first half was competitive, and then, boom, they got blown out of the water in the second half. It's can they get over that hump, and are they going to be a Super Bowl team this year? That's where I think the Packers are, despite their losses that we mentioned at the beginning of the segment. Mm-hmm. And really, that that particular game, the Packers couldn't do anything in the first half. It was mm-hmm. the second half that they started to come back. Uh, but still lost 44-21. Um, you know, it, the Green Bay Packers are one of those few teams in the NFL where there is not a single team where I say there's not a chance that the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. win. Uh they any game they go into, they have a chance to win that game. And of course, I forgot the Cook game. The mm-hmm. oh, we beat the Cowboys. I forgot that was a really good game to watch. And it's a better game. Uh, well, I, I don't actually know where I was going with that anymore. I lost it. <laughs> but the the Green Bay Packers are one of those teams where oh, I got it. Where they any game they go into, they have a chance to win, and it's a better chance than what 
pretty mm-hmm. much any other team's got. Uh, Aaron Rodgers can get it done. He's got the offensive weapons to do it, to throw the ball to. This defense, uh, you know, they're a good defense, not a great defense, but they are good enough to get it done. Uh, this whole roster, we just look at it, it is good uh, in a lot of different places. Yes, there are some holes here and there, but overall, it is a good roster, and the talent is spread out enough uh, to where there's not a, that defense is just bad. You know, there's none of that. It's The talent is spread out. I just want to see a little bit more on Ty Montgomery. I want to see him do again what he was able to do last year, and I want to see him get complimented by some of these other guys. If I were to want to see the Green Bay Packers win, I don't. I'm mm-hmm. a Bears fan, but that would be what you would need for them to really step it up a little bit more and actually get back to the Super Bowl, actually win another Super Bowl. I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. You know what the question I asked you with the Lions? Sure. I'm going to ask you the same thing, but switch it. The Packers don't win the division if. Well, the Packers don't win the division really if I'm sorry if Detroit comes and takes it from them. If they don't is win, is Detroit the only team? Or I you, would. Or right could now you put I'm the saying, Vikings in there too? I'm just throwing you it out could, there. but I'm not willing to. Okay. Uh, so you think it's going to be Packers and Lions? Yeah. They're the one. If somebody comes up to me and says, "I don't know, man. I think that the Vikings can win the division," I'm not really going to mm-hmm. argue against them. I'm just saying it's much more likely that the Detroit Lions are the ones to do it. Uh, and really that comes down to if Detroit can win that series, if Detroit can sweep the Packers, it. I think they Even probably got to it. I think they got to win it. Okay. Outright. <laughs> I think they got to sweep it. If they can sweep it, mm-hmm. they can win the division. Well, and the thing is and I'll ask this as a follow up before I give my point is do you are you putting the Vikings mm-hmm. as like a eh, because of the offensive line we talked about? Is that the big thing? Offensive line really is for me, that offensive line was so bad last mm-hmm. year. Because they were only two games behind really the Packers. really need to see it. They were, but they also won five games straight True. and then had an abysmal end of the season True. Um, when things started to fall apart. So it's one of those times where I'm like, it was so bad that I need to see it be mm-hmm. good to believe again. Because the Vikings are a team where they've got the pieces. They just need it all put together. Uh, same exact thing with Detroit, but Detroit, I think, is a little further along in that. Um, because I mean, offensive line, if that's, if, if you don't have an offensive line, you don't have anything is what it comes down to. So I think they're a little further down the line for that. Plus I just like Matthew Stafford's ability to get it done. Uh, and he can be a guy who can compete. But the thing for Detroit is they have not really shown you that they can win when it matters. Aaron Rodgers wins when it matters, and that's why mm-hmm. he is the most clutch quarterback. That's why he is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, um, and that's why the Packers, to me, pretty safely have this division locked up. I will say this. Are you ready for it? Sure. The Packers don't win the division if or they don't win the division if mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers gets injured. That's the only way I see them not winning the division this year, and that's because I look at this team, and I know that they have lost the division before with Aaron Rodgers. My Vikings has won it from them, but I do not think right now either the Vikings or the Lions have what it takes to dethrone them this season. And I know Viking fans are probably going to see this and go, one of, one of our own is saying we don't have a chance, but you want to know the? Do you know off the top of your head the last time the Packers didn't make the playoffs? The last time they didn't make the playoffs, they did not make the playoffs. No, not off the top of my head. It was my scene, my graduating year of high school. Hmm. So you would have been a junior. Yep, two thousand and eight. That nice. was the last year. You want to? That know, was a really good year. You want to know what season that was? Who's, uh, who's probably Aaron Rodgers' first season? First season as starting quarterback. That was his first year as starting quarterback. Didn't make the playoffs. Finished third in the North, and then boom. Of course, yes, they finished second in the division one, mm-hmm. two, three times. Only three Man. times since two thousand. If only the, after two thousand eight, <laughs> the Packers just cut him, and he ended up in Chicago. If only. I mean, if only. but you look at, but I look at it though, uh-huh. and hey, they only won one Super Bowl since 2009, Mark. So, I mean, a lot of playoff losses for uh, this Packer team as they what? Only went to the 
could have went to, what, two more Super Bowls on top of that in 2014 and last year? Hey, that would have been pretty great, right? Uh, you know what, though? <laughs> I, I would have I taken a straight-up trade. You know, I would have taken that Jay Cutler trade. But Aaron Rodgers. They got Aaron Rodgers instead after his uh, 2008 uh, season. That was that was it. 2008 to 2009. 2009, we had we had Jay. Mm-hmm. We no. traded Kyle Horton. Two th- 2008, Aaron Rodgers started um, all 16 games, didn't make the playoffs ever since then, have been in the playoffs. So that's why, to me, they the only way they're not winning the division is if he gets injured or something happens to Aaron Rodgers to where he is not playing every game this season I'm going to ask you, though, Mark, Yeah. anything we missed on the Packers that you think we need to touch? Well, I mean, I don't know. The Packers are just that safe team. I, there's pretty— besides, You need a division winner? Just pick them. Yeah, I mean, besides the uh, New England Patriots, there's really not a division that is a safer lock mm-hmm. um, than it is for the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC North. Well, and this is where we pull the discussion to you guys. Let us know down below. What do you guys think of the Green Bay Packers coming into this season— and really, I'll say it. Can they like? Can they win the Super Bowl this year? They were one game short last year. Do they do it this year, or do the losses that they experience this offseason make them take a step back? Let us know down below in the comment section. But I want to thank you guys for watching the watching and listening to the Onside Kick this week. If you're on YouTube, thanks for watching. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thank you guys for giving us the download and the listen. If you guys want to support the podcast in another way than hitting the subscribe button, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Thank you guys for everything that you do. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts.